0: welcome to the unfiltered femme podcast your new world to get the lowdown on all things pleasure sexuality the mysterious female body dating relationships and everything you need to know to step into your most unfiltered unapologetic empowered and turned on self i'm steph morris a love sex and intimacy coach and along with some incredibly fabulous guests i'm here to spill the tea on those topics that are typically hush hush the juicy things that you want to know all about that have maybe been a little bit too shy to talk about. Think of me as your fearless guide and partner in crime, creating a space for the unfiltered, the raw, the authentic chats where nothing is off limits and there's no such thing as too much. The Unfiltered Femme podcast is all about breaking down those walls and celebrating what it means to be an unfiltered feminine being. I hope you're ready for a wild ride. Let's dive right in. Hey there, welcome, welcome, welcome to the first official episode ever of the Unfiltered Fam podcast. I am so excited to be here. As you heard from the intro, my name is Steph Morris and I am your host of this amazing podcast that is hopefully going to become your favorite podcast of all time. That is my intention. And in this first official episode, I'm gonna be going into detail around my story, who I am, where I came from, my own wild ride of a journey in this lifetime that has led me to where I am today, working as a love, sex, and intimacy coach. I am a breathwork facilitator. I am a retreat host of incredible transformational experiences called the Wild and Free Retreat that I host in Costa Rica, and now a podcaster amongst many other things. So let's dive right in. I hope you have your favorite beverage. Mine is a cacao, which I just drank. So I feel heart opened. I'm feeling in my body. I actually just guided the first call of my group program, Sex Queen. So I'm feeling juiced up and turned on and super lit up and excited and ready to share with you a little bit more about me, about Unfiltered Femme. And why we're here and what you're going to learn, what you can expect from this podcast. So let's get right into it. So let's start with this podcast and why we are here. Why you are listening to this and the vision for the Unfiltered Fan podcast. This really is a place where we can have the raw, the unfiltered, the unedited, the unapologetic, the too much, the off-limits conversations that don't typically happen in society today that don't typically happen amongst women specifically. I really want this to be your go-to place, almost like your secret chat with your best friend, asking the questions that you maybe you're like ashamed or too embarrassed to ask other people, this is a place where you can come and you can listen to these conversations. So there'll be solo episodes of me sharing education, information, personal shares, my own story, vulnerable details about my life, different things about the female body, about sexuality, pleasure, orgasms, relationships, all of the juicy things, as well as really intimate, vulnerable, and deep conversations with incredible guests on topics around dating, relationships, sexuality, all of the things that you wanna know about. And the reason why we're doing this or the reason why I want to create this space for women to come together to have these conversations and for you to listen to these conversations is because too many women are feeling alone and too many women are feeling isolated and disconnected from themselves and from what is really important to themselves. And that makes me really sad. And I used to be one of those women, by the way, like this, there's no shame, there's no judgment. But on the journey that I've been on, and the transformation that I've experienced, it's been a real wild ride. And we're going to get into that. But I really want to be that permission slip for other women to just transform themselves and to change their way of being and to really step into who they were born to be, who they authentically are, and to live life to the max. Like I want women to be living the most freaking epic, turned on, juicy, orgasmic, pleasurable, rich, incredible, magical lives. And the way that I believe women get to living that reality is by doing the deep fucking work. And that includes work around reclaiming your sexuality, around reclaiming your pleasure, around reclaiming your turn on, around falling in love with your body so that your body and your inner world is no longer a battle zone or a war zone, but a place of love, of peace, of acceptance, of compassion and a beautiful nourishing place that you get to live. Your body is your home you live in there every day from the moment you take your first breath to the moment that you take your last breath on this earth. Why not make it a really freaking nice home with beautiful decor, with whole vibes, with mood lighting, with incense, with beautiful smells, right? Like I'm sure that you want your home, your physical home that you live in to be nice and to be Clean and tidy and beautiful and an inspiring, warm place, right? I I would think so. And sometimes it's a journey to get your home to becoming this beautiful, desirable Pinterest board hashtag goals kind of place. And it's the same thing with our internal home. Our bodies are our home, our mind, our physical body, our mental body, our emotional body, our energetic and spiritual bodies. And it takes that same commitment to create it to be this desirable hashtag goals kind of place but maybe it's time that we start putting the same amount of effort of time of energy of money into creating a safe loving accepting space internally as we do to our physical homes like i'm sure you love a target hall or West Elm, or CB2, or whatever place, whatever shops you go to. I'm referencing, like, North America places right now, because I'm more North American than I am British, I feel at this point. But yeah, whatever stores you go to, and you love getting those pillows and those cushions, do the same for your inner world. Do the same for your body, and just watch how your life fucking changes. Like, watch... How how you feel changes, how what you attract into your life changes, because when you come from this place of feeling worthy and feeling whole and feeling loved, because you already are, everything changes. And so the unfiltered fam podcast, my vision for this platform and this space is for it to be a sacred, safe space where we have the deep conversations, where we talk about the things that are typically off limits, that are typically hush hush. Like I literally want you. Sitting there, walking there, standing there, wherever you're listening to this, I want you saying, What the fuck did she just say? Like, did she actually just say that? Yes, 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 yes. Nothing is off limits when it comes to me. Nothing is too much. Nothing is too taboo. Like, we talk about everything here. And if you've been in my world, if you've been in my spaces, my retreats, my programs, or worked with me one to one, you literally know there is absolutely nothing that you could share with me that is. TMI or too much, all of you is welcome, is celebrated and accepted and encouraged in my spaces. And that includes here. And if you have any questions about anything, or you're like, oh my God, could you do a podcast on this? Yes, please send me a DM, send me an email, however you want to communicate with me. And we will have that conversation. Like we are going to be going deep and I'm going to be guiding you on a journey. And diving into conversations that you probably haven't heard before. So I'm really excited. And this is is where it begins. It begins with the conversations. It begins with the communication. And that starts to really shift things. And you start to open up yourself a little bit more into curiosity of maybe I don't know what I don't know. And maybe there is something for me to learn here. And maybe there is growth for me in this area of life. Because this is a really untapped part of life and an untapped part of our power as women. And this is where the most potent growth and transformation comes from. And I'm referencing here really the deep work and the deep work around sexuality and pleasure. And that's how we really come into our power. So if you do not like the conversation around sex, orgasms, pleasure, the female body, all of these sorts of things, then one, invitation to stick with me (laughs) because there is an opportunity for growth. Based on the visceral response in your body around these conversations and around these words and this language, that is an indication of your comfort and your depth of your own relationship with your body and your pleasure and your sexuality. And so everything here is an invitation. Listen and take the parts that you like. Leave what you don't resonate with and just be curious and be open-minded to these conversations that I'm not just here to chat shit. I'm not here to waste your time. Your time is really valuable as is mine. I'm only going to bring the juicy, the potent, the powerful conversations. And this really is going to be a sneak peek into the kind of conversations that I have with women on a daily basis because I love to get really deep. But I wasn't always that way. I used to be very much a surface level person so let's dive into a little bit around my my own story final thing that i'm going to say about the unfiltered femme is i'm going to kick this podcast off by having it focus on seasons and this first season the intention behind it is really diving into relationships dating sexuality pleasure power femininity the second season is going to be focused. My intention right now, knowing that this might change, so don't hold me to this because I like to be in the feminine flow as well as have my masculine structure because I do have every episode mapped out for this first season because I really love to have that beautiful masculine support. But the second season, the plan for that is really diving into the female body cycles, hormones, all of the things to really empower you with the knowledge, the education to create some shifts and to just learn a lot more about your body, like the shit we should have been taught when we were teenagers or children and young women. So that is the intention. Let me know how you like it. Please share with me what you love, what you cringed at, what you laughed at, what you were kind of gobsmacked about. I'm here for all of it. I absolutely love to have these conversations and I freaking love to talk. So Get ready, get ready to get an insight into the world of a sex coach and what it entails. And you'll see it is really freaking fun. And I can't believe that this is my work, like mind blowing, mind blowing to me. So let's dive into my story. Like I was sharing, I used to be very disconnected. So the fact that I am this type of coach and I now have my own podcast and I am doing this work and I am guiding other women. And I host retreats is mind blowing to me. I think back, I actually have goosebumps and so much excitement in my body already from sharing this. When I think back to five years ago, Steph, she was a different person completely. She was a very different woman. And if you told me back then what I would be doing now, I would not have believed you. Because back then my reality was very, very different. Although on paper, things in my life probably didn't look that different to how I'm living life right now. It felt completely different completely different. So I used to be, like I said, pretty disconnected or very disconnected from my body. A yo-yo dieter, like very, very up and down with my habits, with working out, with eating, with the relationship to my body, with my weight, very on and off. I've tried all of the diets and that was my life. It was very, very up and down. I also used to be very uncomfortable in my own skin. So the only time I would ever dance or move my body was at nightclubs and that would obviously involve many many drinks like you know that feeling when you've had a few drinks and you still kind of your mind's still going and you still have that judgment I couldn't dance at that point I'd have to have like one or two more drinks to then be able to let loose that's completely different now where I am I don't really drink anymore I sometimes will have the odd Drink or two, like my absolute limit is three because it just makes me feel shit and it disconnects me from my body. And I'm so comfortable in my body now and I'm so confident and love my body and myself and my own expression so much that I don't want to numb that out. Like I don't want to be disconnected from that because I feel so good on a daily basis in terms of the comfort level. Not saying every day is an amazing day because it's just not. <laughs> I'm a human and I have emotions, very intense emotions, like we all do. And so what I'm referencing here is that I'm so comfortable with where I'm at and I'm so grateful for myself and the work that I've done. And I'm not, I'm not shaming anybody who does drink a lot. I think that's just where society is. It still celebrates through alcohol and it's still a big part of society, but it's really cool to see how it is shifting. But yeah, for me personally, like I just love being in my body and being connected. And that was a form of numbing that I was very, very comfortable with. and. I think it's a very common form of numbing in society. I used to numb with drinking and also with working. I was a workaholic, super busy, loved to hustle. I used to use work as a way to try to prove to myself that I had value and that I was worthy because the worthiness wound is something that I have really deeply struggled with, I'm sure. You can resonate because I believe that we all have worthiness wounds to varying degrees based on our upbringing and different experiences through childhood. And that was a struggle for me. Even from a young age, I would question my, my worth and my value. I think because I was more of one of those average kind of kids. Like I didn't really excel at anything. And when you're in the traditional schooling system, you kind of have to excel at something you have to either be good at sports or really good at math or really good at science or drama or art and I I wasn't very good at any of those things and I believed the things that the teachers told me that I wasn't good at art or that I wasn't good at drama or that well Drama is a different thing because I didn't used to speak so we'll dive into that in a second but that made me feel really shitty and there's a lot about the schooling system that I don't really agree with because I think it is problematic in the way that it's so focused on academia and excelling in certain things. That it doesn't really allow and facilitate for children and young people to really find their own authentic expression and focus on how it feels versus the outcome and the output of that is an A plus, well done, versus wow, that is a beautiful expression of your heart and your emotions and how you're feeling. Let's celebrate that instead. I think my experience would be very different had that been the case. So I remember just struggling with my own my own worth and my own value and not knowing what i wanted to do when i was older and again i think that's just ridiculous expecting a 12 13 14 15 even a 17 or 18 year old to know what they want to do when they are an adult i think we should just experiment and follow our hearts and follow our curiosity and see what really lights us up and so that was a struggle for me and it's so interesting now looking back so This summer has been a very challenging few months for me. I'm not going to dive into my experience. That is going to come like maybe in the future. I will share a little bit, but it's been very synchronistic. It's been very challenging. It all started for me at this wild June retreat experience. And I have a podcast coming out later with my dear friend, Jenna. Who we attended this sacred sexuality retreat together. It was part of our professional development from a certification uh, that I did last year. And she and I are going to have a very deep conversation about this experience. And I share a little bit about the Breathwork experience that shattered me into a million pieces. Very intense. So I'll share more about that then. But that was basically the catalyst for a very wild, transformational, crazy summer of deep healing, of deep childhood wounding, of relational patterns, of just so much shit coming up again. So if you're familiar with doing this kind of really, really deep work, you know that we have certain wounds and we have certain imprints on our nervous system and certain patterns that come up and new level, new devil. So it's the same wounds that come up Each time you are elevating and growing and going to a new level in your own growth and your life and your work and your business and your own evolution as a human. And so for me, that was really what I experienced over these last probably, I'd say like four to six months. The same stuff coming up and it's super frustrating when you do this work and you're like, but I've already worked through this so much before. I'm like, I've worked through my fear of being seen and my fear of being heard and my unworthiness wound and feeling safe to be seen. I've worked through this so many times to get to this point, but it's coming up again. And I'm like, okay, I roll. Like I, I know, I know I have to do this. And this is actually, how I've got to this point now of starting this podcast is I once again work through this massive layer of this fear of being really seen and really heard. Because when you're doing a podcast like this, there's no hiding. And I'm a very open person and I'm a very deep person and like I said there's nothing off limits when it comes to me so this is me like laying it all out on the table and I have no control over who's gonna listen to this over who's gonna hear what I'm sharing over sharing things like there is the accessibility for literally anybody and everybody to listen to this and find out very intimate vulnerable details about me and my life because that's just the way I am and I'm not going to hold back and I think that was really freaking scary for me and I had to really work through this new level of it is safe to be seen and it is safe to be heard before I was ready to do this because I've wanted to start a podcast for a while I just haven't been ready and it was only in I think it was mid-July that after going through this wild experience and having I ended up having almost two months off work. I literally couldn't, I couldn't actually work. I just had no motivation, no energy. I was having one of those experiences where I just wanted to burn everything to the ground. That's not what I wanted, but that's how I felt in those moments. And what came through the other side of that was I have to start a podcast. I have to share more this is the next phase of fun for me this is my next level and I don't know what's going to come from this but I'm freaking excited and that was on the other side of this layer level I was going to say layer level of growth for me of it is safe to be heard and it is safe to be seen and so that's why we're here but going back to a little bit around my journey of getting here. The unworthiness of feeling like I was average at everything, of feeling like I didn't really have my thing, which I don't think you need to have at a young age. And it was only when I was, I think, 27, 28 that I really discovered this path and felt this calling, like this burning desire of I have to share this. And that's when you know you've found your thing when you can't not take that path. It's like not even a choice. It's a soul path like I am meant to do this I'm meant to embody this I'm meant to live and breathe this I'm meant to share this and that was how it felt for me when I found the work of feminine embodiment of breath work of sexuality of relationships I just knew that it was meant for me but going back once again to my the synchronicities that I experienced this summer and this it's just so like it just couldn't have been orchestrated any better if I had mapped it out. But I was at my parents' house in England. I grew up in Weatherby in the north of England. No, not London, which I feel like everybody in North America is like, London. No, other places in England exist outside of London. Anyway, I, my mom wanted me to go through some boxes of stuff. She was like, Mum, if you're listening, like she was kind of getting a bit naggy. And I was like, oh, I don't want to go through these boxes. I was very emotionally fragile after this breathwork experience like this was weeks later still nervous system and emotions were fragile I was like I just don't know if I have the emotional capacity to go through these boxes what am I going to find anyway I didn't want to let mum down so after letting her down for a few days I was like right I'm going to go through the boxes but I'll just do a couple so go into the garage mum pulls out the boxes and in those boxes two things One. There were journals from baby Steph. Oh my god, I actually feel emotional. In I was so cute. I was so cute. So I used to have a couple of journals. Little deep like Pisces baby five, six, seven, eight-year-old Steph used to have little journals i had i think there were two or three journals that i kept from holidays um vacations from trips from a few experiences and those were in the boxes so i found these journals and one of them was it was like this foam journal it was bright red it was a pluto like a disney the disney dog character and there were it was from different things but i was like sorry i haven't <laughs> sorry i haven't written in here for a while oh my god i actually wish i had this in front of me I think I left them in England. Yeah, when I go back, I'm going to have to bring them back with me. But it was so enlightening to me to actually have these written journal entries from when I was really young about experiences, about things that I was experiencing, how I was feeling. And I just felt so much compassion for my younger self and so much compassion for my inner child. It was very profound and that's been such a, th- a huge thing that came from the last few months to me. It was incredible. So that was one thing was to think and to see and to realize like I was a very deep child and I had a lot of emotions and I didn't know how to process them. I didn't really know how to cope with them. And my parents also didn't really know how to facilitate the processing of those emotions because That was how they grew up and that was how we grew up in England in this like post-Victorian era where, you know, you kind of avoid things and the emotions are seen as weak or like don't cry or, you know, go to your room sort of thing. That's just the way it was for a lot of us growing up. And that for me, I developed a very avoidant attachment style. So if you know anything about those, that was something that I had to work through a lot in the recent years. I still have some avoidant tendencies, but I would say I'm pretty secure attached to the most part, but you know, we all still have areas of growth and areas of struggles that come up. So very avoidant little baby stuff, but it was really beautiful to see the journal entries and to find that compassion for myself. And the second piece, the second thing that were in those boxes, which I didn't even know my mum kept, but thank you mum for keeping these, were school reports. So she kept every school report from the age of five, I think it was to age 12. And it was amazing to read. Adults' interpretation of me as a child, because obviously I only have my memories. And obviously, what we know about children's memories are their own perceptions. And sometimes they are not even the reality. Like that is your perception and the story that you've created from what you've experienced. And so it's hard to know, like, what is literal truth in some cases and what are things that you have kind of perceived or, you know, maybe even added some extra details to in the story, if this makes sense, if this is making sense. So for me, it was really interesting. So let me give context to this. I knew that I was a very quiet child. I was very shy. Up until recent years, I thought I was very shy, very quiet. This was how I would present myself, like kind of withdrawn In school, I I would never put my hand up. I would never put myself out there. Like I really would only speak when I was spoken to. I wished I was invisible. So if I could have had an invisible cloak so I could be at school, I guess. I mean, I didn't really enjoy it. But if I could have been there, but nobody could see me and I could just be invisible, like that would have been my ideal way of being. And that's my memory. But to actually see the school reports from such a young age as five years old, even up until 12 years old, of the teachers writing that I was really quiet, that I lacked confidence engaging with adults, that I wouldn't participate in drama, that I wouldn't ask questions, that I literally would only speak when I was forced to that I was really quiet and withdrawn and all of these different like terminologies that they were using. I was like, whoa, this is like crazy. And again, I felt a lot of sadness for little baby stuff, but so much compassion, like so much compassion. And for me, that's the indication. And it makes sense to me, like why I felt this, I guess at some level is this lack of safety around feeling being seen and being heard. And that stemmed from this really, really young age. And so I'm sharing this to just share like the, just wildness and the amazingness of me being where I am today and the work that I've done for myself. So yes, I'm tooting my own horn. I'm really, really celebrating myself going from that, like where I was. And that obviously came into adulthood. Like i was very quiet. I was very shy. I wouldn't really speak. I wouldn't put myself out there for a long time because I, I didn't feel like I had confidence. I didn't feel worthy. I used to do this thing. And after sharing this with women, I realized that this isn't a unique thing to me. This is actually kind of common. So I used to, when I would meet new people, I would rank them in my head. So especially around meeting other women, I didn't really do it with men, but I would rank them I guess like an internal rating system of like how cool they were and where I was on that level. And if I perceived them as being cooler than me, then I would not engage with them. So I would actually close myself off from even showing my true personality. And I wouldn't engage with them at all because I already perceived myself unworthy of their I guess, attention or their acceptance and belonging. And so that, what happened then, people would perceive me a certain way and I would feel really misunderstood. And that was a story that played out from childhood, which I can see from these younger ages, throughout school, into relationships. I had this deep sense of feeling so misunderstood. But the reason why I was misunderstood was because the version of me that I was presenting to the world was not actually who I am. So I was presenting this quiet, withdrawn, shy, very like introverted self, but it didn't feel good because that wasn't actually me, but that was my protection mechanism so that other people couldn't deem me unworthy so that I never felt like I wasn't being accepted or didn't belong because I didn't even give myself that opportunity. And so... I don't know if you can resonate with that or if you've ever done that around people. And if you do, then that's, a, that's an indication of there's this deep unworthiness wound within you and you're judging other people before they can judge you. Very common thing that we do as humans to protect ourselves. And so I'm so freaking proud of myself for where I am today and for having this space and doing the work that I do because I didn't grow up being the life and soul of the party. I didn't grow up being the drama kid. Like I was shy, I was quiet. And it's only been in the last four to five years that I've completely shattered that mold. That I have actually found out and discovered and remembered who I actually am. And I'm not quiet, I'm, I'm loud. Like I do like to be the center of attention in some scenarios, not all. Like I'm not gonna be the person that is loud to be loud. I'm much more of a small group kind of person. I love intimate settings, but depending on where I'm at, like if I have something to say, I'm gonna say it. If I wanna be funny or make jokes, like I'm gonna do that, but I don't do it from a place of needing to prove myself or trying to be accepted. It's very authentic to me, but it's been really fun for me. And this is something that's been pivotal for me in doing that has been attending retreats. Because when you go on retreats and you don't know anybody, you get to be the authentic version of yourself. You don't have to be that version of yourself that you have shown up as your whole life, that people perceive you as X, Y, and Z. You actually get to be like, "I, who am I going to be? Like, how am I going to show up? What version of me is actually true? Let me practice embodying that version of myself that feels the most true and alive to me in this retreat setting and that has been so pivotal for my own growth and transformation that's why I'm obsessed with retreats that's why I love to host retreats because everything that I share and teach and embody now is just been part of my own journey and transformation and that's why I'm so passionate about sharing this work so what else do I have to share with you about my story? Oh, so much. Hopefully, you're like resonating with some of this. We're going to fast forward a little bit now to the more recent years and how I got into the work specifically around sexuality and relationships. So, let's just say the last five, six, seven years, probably, since I went on this journey of self employment, which has been seven years. So, I in 2016 or 2015. In 2015, I left full-time corporate. I was living in Australia at the time. I've lived in many countries, if you didn't know know this. I think I've lived in five or six countries in the last 10 years. So I actually left England in 2013 after I graduated university. I moved to Australia, which I love Australia so much. If it weren't so far away, I would probably still live there. And I was working full-time in marketing. I think I worked full-time for like a couple of years, maybe a year and a half. Loved it. But anyway, I moved to Perth. That's a whole other story in itself (laughs) for another day. I moved from Sydney to Perth and I didn't vibe with the whole mining construction industry. And so I thought this is my chance to pave my own way. I always knew I wanted to do something different. I just didn't know what it was and I didn't have the confidence. So I got into doing some freelance work. I got a part-time job to give me income and I thought now is my time, it's now or never to go down this path of self-employment. So that was really when the personal development journey began for me because if you are self-employed or you wanna go down that route, you have to do the fricking work. Like there is a level of comfort and safety and I think hiding that we get to stay in when we are working for somebody else and it's not wrong or bad, it just is the way it is. But when you're fully responsible for your own income, a whole other level of healing and of growth comes from that. So really that's where my journey began and that's where I really started to work really, really hard because I was trying to make it work. And so in and 16, 2017 was where I really really got into like working hard drinking I think I was drinking daily actually like I could have easily and I have memories of this on a Tuesday night drinking a whole bottle of Prosecco to myself and getting up the next day and just working like I would die if I did that now like literally I I don't think I would yeah I don't I don't know that I'd be functioning the next day could not do that to my body anymore but I was one of those people that was like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Like don't need sleep, thriving off five or six hours of sleep, so I thought was not actually. And drinking a lot of coffee, like coffee was my fuel. I was not focused on my health as such. I was not focused on my nutrition. I used to work out a lot. So I had a personal trainer. I'd go to bed sometimes at midnight, get up at 5.30 for my personal trainer, go back to bed, take a nap, then get into work. And it just wasn't healthy. Like I was hustling and hustling and it actually all came to a head. I think it was 2017 or 2018. By the way, I am really good with dates. Like I reference dates a lot because clearly I didn't get that one right. It was 2017. No, was it 2018? Anyway, irrelevant. You don't need to hear my inner dialogue, but I, I love to reference dates and times. And I think because I've moved around so much too, I get this from my dad. He's very good with, with the dates and the times and the locations. So anyway, 2017, 2018, I basically ended up in hospital. I had a seizure and it was the scariest thing that I well, one of the scariest things that has happened to me, if you've experienced something like that or something medical in your body, you lose so much trust with your body because you're like, how could my body fail me in that way that it just shut down? So I had a seizure and luckily I was with Jay at the time. I was reading something on my phone and the words started to move around. Like they were floating around the screen and I tried to reread the same thing and that kept happening and it freaked me the fuck out. So I went into the bathroom. Anyway, we don't need to get into details. Basically I ended up collapsing, having a seizure. Luckily Jay caught me, otherwise it would have been really quite dangerous. And my body was convulsing the whole nine yards. Don't remember any of it. He took me to hospital and they were like, you've had a seizure. And I was like, fabulous, that's great. What do I do now? And they were like, well, we have to do some tests to see if it's epilepsy to see if there's something neurologically wrong like there are a number of things that could be so six weeks later I had all of the tests I have pictures of me with these like what are those like electrode things on my head I had to wear for days they were monitoring my brain activity like they didn't know what it was and it was only from going to a private neurologist is that what it is what's a person (laughs) the person that is works on brains I have completely zoned out of the the name i could pause this and go look it up but i'm not going to so this is just the real me it's blank neurologist anyway can't remember basically discovered that from a very minor detail that jay shared realized i wasn't a seizure and it wasn't a technical seizure so luckily there was nothing wrong with me i just had severe burnout I'd fucked my body so much that it literally just shut down and was like, no Steph, like we're done. <laughs> Take a fucking break. And it was really scary and it was so stressful. I had so much anxiety. That was actually around the time I had my first panic attack. I had to walk out of a Pilates class cause I just was in pure panic and went, walked home crying. Anyway, unfortunately that wasn't my wake up call. That was one part of my story. But when you're operating from this place of unworthiness and from this place of lack, it's actually almost impossible to change your way of being when you don't get to the root. And for me, I didn't get to the root. And so I fell back into the same patterns because I didn't do the deep healing that could have actually allowed and facilitated a shift in my way of being. So it really was when I went on a retreat in Costa Rica, that thing started to change. So little story here, I won a yoga retreat with my yoga studio. And it was the beginning of, it was January. It was the beginning of the year. I wanted to go on this yoga retreat. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know about this. Is it a scam? seems too good to be true. Why did I win this? I don't know anybody. I don't have time. I can't take a week off. It was right after, I think I had a two week vacation in. went home for Christmas and then literally got back and then went on this retreat. And by the way, on this retreat, I had got really sick. This was pre-COVID. I got really sick the few days before. I actually lost my voice. I went on this retreat and had no voice, which When you look at this now from the story I've shared, it's actually quite hilarious that I had no voice, but that was a representation of just me, of how I was living. And this was the retreat where I realized I did the ranking thing. I realized how closed off I was. I realized that I felt really misunderstood and I wasn't really showing up as who I really am. And the time away from my usual environment, time away from work, disconnecting, I just realized so much. And I was having those questions of, what is the point of life? Like, why am I doing this? Like, what is the point in any of this? And so that time was such a gift for me to just question. And when you want to make change in your life, it starts with questioning and it starts with developing your self-awareness and questioning everything. So I started to question, who am I? What do I want? What is my value? What is my purpose? How do I want to live my life? How do I want to feel? How do I want to show up? What kind of friendships do I want? Who am I? And this question and me being determined to go on this path and this journey of discovering who I am and what I wanted and the value that I wanted to provide to society, I started to open up one door to the next. And this allowed me to really see that I was living in hustle and I was living from a place of lack and unworthiness that was driving me. And ultimately that is never gonna make you feel worthy successful happy fulfilled when you operate from that place and so from there I started to discover about masculine and feminine energies I'd never heard of it I was like what is this but this is I'm living from my masculine but I wasn't living from my healthy masculine I was actually living from my wounded masculine and that's a whole other podcast episode which we'll be diving into a lot of people are living from they're unhealthy or are or, or wounded masculine or feminine and then saying i'm all in my masculine but it's like no you're actually not in the in the divine healthy masculine anyway like i said different topic for a different day but i realized in my relationship that i was so obsessed with work i was so disconnected from my body i was so disconnected from my feminine that i was all in my masculine and i was like i have to change this like i I think the feminine is weak. I don't want to be in my feminine energy. Why would I want to do that? I won't get anything done. It's going to be chaotic. I don't want to wear dresses. I don't want to do my hair every day. All of these stories are coming into my head. But it was on this journey that one thing started to come into my life after another. Because I was open. And because I was ready. And so that led me to hiring a love, sex, and relationship coach. Which I say that lightly. But it was a very big decision. It was thousands of dollars. I didn't even know about coaching. I'd never invested that kind of money into a coach or into myself or my own growth. And I was like, what the hell are we going to be doing? Like, this seems really scary. I was like afraid of my own naked body at this point. Wouldn't self-pleasure, wouldn't talk about sex, like cringe at the topic, at the conversation. So this was a really big freaking stretch for me to hire this coach to work with her one-on-one for three months and what is powerful about one-to-one coaching is that there is no hiding (laughs) you can't hide behind other people you're front and center you're vulnerable you're there there's no hiding they crack you wide open and that's exactly what happened for me and oh I love this coach so much she's incredible holds a very special place in my heart because the work that I did with her really set me up for where I am today and it was her guidance and her support that showed me what's possible and she was such an embodiment and still is such an embodiment of her sensuality and her sexuality and her femininity and balance and also being a freaking badass feminine leader and business owner and I was like I want that I want that like I want that for myself and I'm gonna be determined I am determined to create that my reality in my own authentic expression and so after working with her for three months, I changed. Like I completely changed in those three months. I was in my body for the first time in my life. I knew what it meant. I knew what it felt like to be living in my body. I was starting to connect with my pleasure. I was starting to dance freely. I was starting to unsubscribe from drinking. I was just going really deep with myself and really getting to know myself. And it was mind-blowing and incredible. And she showed me And opened up a door to a whole new world that I didn't know existed. And that's where I felt this burning desire that I have to share this with other women. Because if this is possible for me, then this is sure as heck possible for other women from where I had come from to where I was. And even my journey since then is just so powerful and so transformational. And I'm even a different person now. I'm constantly evolving, but becoming more and more of myself. And I'm becoming the real me. And I'm remembering who. I really am and who I was born to be. And I'm so grateful for taking that leap with that coach who has been a huge part of my journey. And I love to now be that permission slip and that person holding the door open for other women to show them what's possible. And everything that I've shared here today is the reason why I host retreats. In January in Costa Rica. It's the reason why I have a three-month group program called Sex Queen because of my own journey, because of the results that I experienced. I created them. They're my results. I just had a guide showing me the way and supporting me and cheering me on and holding me and celebrating me. And that's exactly what I do for other women. I'm that door, I'm that guide, I'm that support. But I'm showing women how to reconnect with their own power. And that's what this coach did for me, which I'm Forever grateful for. And so that is my story and how I got here and why I'm so passionate about this. Like, I can't reiterate enough. If this is possible for me, it's possible for you. And what am I talking about by this? Living my freaking purpose, being so lit up to the work that I get to do on a daily basis. The depth of connection I get to have with women, with other human beings, the confidence I have in my own skin, in my own body, with my own voice, the empowerment I feel as who I am as a human being, the pleasure I experience every day, and I'm not even talking about sexual pleasure, I'm talking about the pleasure I get from my morning cacao or coffee or from walking my dogs, or from doing my breathwork practice and moving my body and dancing freely and getting so much joy from that. From feeling really genuinely fulfilled by what I do and who I am, and happy, like really, really happy and content, and at peace. The freedom and the peace that I feel being in my own skin, I no longer have to waste energy, mental and emotional energy every day, fighting myself, being in a daily battle, suppressing my emotions, avoiding what is going on in my internal world. That is so much energy that has been freed up for me to do what truly lights me up and turns me on and makes me feel good. And I'm so grateful for that. I genuinely want every woman to feel turned on, empowered, confident magnetic, sensual, sexual, radiant, pleasure-filled woman. Like I want that for everybody because that is what you deserve. That's what's possible. We just got to work through the shit. We have to work through the conditioning and the labels and the pain and the trapped emotions and trauma and experiences that we've all been through. We just got to go Through the depths of the pain and the struggle and the discomfort. And on the other side is so much bliss and so much pleasure. Pleasure? Pleasure and so much authenticity and power. And my wish for every human being on this planet is for them to find this deep place of acceptance, of compassion, and unconditional love for themselves which they already have within them, it's just buried underneath the trauma and the pain. I wish for every human being to feel so in love with themselves, to wake up on a daily basis, and regardless of what is happening in the world or in your life, for you to put your hand on your heart, and you can put your hand on your heart right now if it feels right for you, and to just be able to say, I've got me. I'm going to be okay. I've got the tools. I've got the support, I've got myself, I have everything that I need within and I've got this. I'm gonna be okay. I'm gonna be great in fact and I fucking love myself and I'm gonna keep going and keep putting one foot in front of another and I'm gonna go after the things that I really deeply desire because I'm amazing and I deserve that and I'm worthy and I can feel that in every cell of my body. And I can feel the love that I have myself in every cell of my body. And I'm here to support and be a stand for other people and other women. That is what what I desire for you. And if that were the reality of everybody on this planet, we'd be living in a very different world. A very, very different world. A very peaceful and free and loving and accepting world. And so the world that we live in, unfortunately, is surrounded by a lot of People who are in pain, and a lot of people with a lot of trauma. And this work that I do, and the conversation, it starts with the conversations that we'll be having and you'll be listening to here, is the pathway to what I just described. It starts with the acceptance and the openness and the conversations. And it starts with people really taking responsibility for themselves and for their own lives and for their health and how they're feeling because at the end of the day whatever you've experienced up until this point whatever shit you've dealt with if you have really deep traumas and you had a really challenging childhood or life that's not your fault if you've been dealt a really shitty set of cards that is not your fault but it is your responsibility to do what you can To work through that and to heal that. And if you've had a really shit set of cards handed to you, then you do have more work to do. Unfortunately, there is more support that you're going to need. And that's on you to say, I need the help and I need the support and I'm going to have the conversations and I'm going to make sure I have a really freaking epic group of people and humans around me to celebrate me and to cheer me on. And that's what I want for everybody because that's what you deserve. And the, the deeper the struggle and the pain, the, the more work there is going to be for you to do. But it's possible. And I've worked with hundreds of women, loads and loads of people. I specifically mainly work with women, though some, some men as well. Everybody's struggling with something. Everybody has been through something to varying degrees, absolutely. But everybody has experienced immense pain and loss and grief and struggle. and. Wherever you're at, know that you have immense pleasure, bliss, happiness, joy, fulfillment, and everything you could ever desire that is possible for you because that is how you are born. That is what is is possible and accessible inside of your body. And the deeper pain that you've experienced, the deeper depths of darkness that you've experienced the fucking brighter it is on the other side for you like the you've expanded your capacity to feel and to hold it all and when you expand your capacity through the shit and through the pain and through the struggle your capacity to experience pleasure and bliss and joy is expanded so much on the other side so know that and allow that to be your guiding light and just know that follow the light day by day piece by piece and it starts here having these conversations and to end this On a high note, I'm going to share a few things that I'm going to be asking every guest that I have, every conversation is going to end on this note, because we can go into the depths, we can go into the darkness, we can go into the pain, and that is not bad. It is darker, it is uncomfortable, it's sometimes painful, but it's not bad. It's only bad when we become addicted to those emotions and to that darkness. And what we want to do when we go into that and when we're talking about heavy things like I have touched on some things here that may be disturbing to your system or maybe set something off or make you feel something or bring something up inside of you. And that's okay. We always want to end in a high vibrational state. So I'm never going to leave you hanging and I never leave you hanging in client calls or in retreats or in group programs or on this podcast, because this is really a little insight into how. I operate and into my world. So to end this, we're gonna end on a high vibrational way. So you could do that by dancing, by moving your body, by playing a vibey song, but you can also do this through gratitude and through celebration and through tapping into pleasure and joy. So with that, I'm gonna ask myself the questions that I'm gonna be asking my guests. So the first one is, what are you celebrating right now? So I'm gonna do it for myself and then I'm gonna ask you. So what are you celebrating right now? I am celebrating right now this freaking podcast and me recording this episode and sharing my story and my journey. I have a hair in my mouth. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. This is real life. You know, sometimes you get like a dog hair in your mouth or something. I'm celebrating this podcast because this is the birth of a new phase of life for me this is a birth of the next evolution of me and I'm really excited to see how this evolves so I'm majorly celebrating the birth of this podcast and I'm celebrating you listening and getting to the end of this podcast so huge celebration for me on that I accept your celebrations also thank you and I want to ask you what are you celebrating right now So at the end of this podcast, I invite you to grab your journal and to write out what are you celebrating right now? It can be big. It can be small. You could be celebrating a good sleep, an amazing orgasm, a beautiful dog walk, the sunny day or the cool weather, whatever it is. You can celebrate everything. So I want you to celebrate something about yourself and then message me. What are you celebrating? DM me on Instagram. The second question, what is bringing you pleasure right now? So for me, what is bringing me pleasure right now is making my morning beverage and then taking it in a to-go container and enjoying it on my dog walk. So that sounds really small and it is a seemingly small thing, but that when I'm tuning in in the morning and thinking and asking myself, what would pleasure have me do today? And I'm like, "Mm, I would love to have my cup of warmth, of juicy goodness. My morning beverage usually is cacao. Then I go on a dog walk. Then I come back and have a coffee as I'm starting work. Because PS, you don't wanna be having coffee in the first 90 minutes of waking up. You want your body to come online before you shove that coffee and you wanna hydrate before you down that caffeine. That's a whole other topic. Anyway, so I really was like, I really wanna go on this walk with my morning beverage. And I have, and even though my mind is like, but I don't wanna be carrying this tumbler, this coffee cup around for an hour. My body wanted to experience that. So that's bringing me pleasure right now. And again, the pleasure comes from the small things. And then lastly, what is something you wish every woman on the planet would know or experience? I feel like I already shared that and that is the deep unconditional self-love. So for you, what is bringing you pleasure right now? Tune into that question, journal it out, let me know. And then third thing, what is something that you wish every woman or human on the planet would know or experience? And this is probably something from your own journey and your own transformation and experience and i would absolutely love for you to share with me what is something that you wish every woman could know on this planet or embody or experience share that with me let me know what you've loved let me know what you resonate with let me know what you want more of and i'm super excited to Continue this conversation and have the unfiltered, the unapologetic, the raw, the nothing is off limits conversations with you here at the Unfiltered Femme. Thanks for being here. Let's go on this wild ride together and I'll see you in the next episode.